Okay, thank you. If uh, you don't understand uh, uh, Tswana, the Tswana language, uh, let me translate for you uh, what the last uh, voice note uh, was saying. He was saying that uh, he's got a 12-year-old that he is going to allow to go and vaccinate. uh, And he says he himself got two uh, shots of the Pfizer vaccine uh, and his wife, the same two shots of the Pfizer vaccine. He says uh, that there were side effects uh, for him and his wife uh, but uh, you know he's fine it's just that uh, we are not using our logic I think that's what he's saying as Mzanzi uh, people so that's my translation there thank you uh, for your voice notes I have to admit uh, some of the voice notes today uh, were very funny I ended up really uh, laughing quite aloud but it's 15 past 10 we shift gear uh, now because October is breast cancer awareness month and in our personal finance uh, discussion today uh, Uh, We thought to look at the cost of cancer to your medical aid because according to the Liberty Claims Statistics 2020, cancer and leukemia, uh, to be specific, made up about 27% of all claims uh, in 2020. However, it has been theorized that these numbers are not reflective of the actual number of potential cancer patients that already are out there as health industry experts suspect that the national lockdown that we had uh, last year, we're still in lockdown, but I suppose the hard lockdown and the anxiety over contracting COVID-19 has caused people people to postpone their regular checkups that could have identified these very critical illnesses. Those in the industry say that very few are financially planning or ready or even aware of the financial impact of this dreaded disease. Meanwhile, many are at a high risk of being affected, that is affected directly or affected indirectly due to their lifestyle choices and their risk Profile. So to educate us on this subject, we're joined on the line by Dr. Dominic Stott, who's Liberty's Chief Medical Officer. Dr. Stott, good morning. Thank you so much for making the time to join us and talk to us today. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, in uh, our personal finance segment, we're looking at the challenges of finances related to critical illnesses like cancer. What makes cancer so complex, especially when it comes to medical aids compared to other diseases that are out there? Well, <clears throat> cancer is is a complex illness, um, and in the in the life insurance industry, we see that it takes it's it's not only diagnosing it is very complex, but it takes time to treat it, and it takes time to recover from it. Uh, we see how many tests people need to actually come up with the diagnosis, and then we see that to go through multiple surgeries sometimes and then have um, courses of treatment which could last for months afterwards. The the post-initial treatment and then the post the course of treatment can go on for years, which does make it a financially complex disease to cater for um, once it's been diagnosed. 
Yeah. We are obviously familiar with medical aid uh, and we're familiar with uh, medical insurance. And, and recently mm-hmm. we've started hearing of what they call income protection, which is also a benefit when one is faced with a medical condition like cancer or other mm-hmm. critical illnesses. What sets these offerings apart from uh, one another and, and what purpose does each one mm-hmm. of them serve? I think you're quite right to highlight what each one is because actually they're quite, they're quite, they're reserved for different purposes. They're quite different. You know, medical aid will, will cover your immediate um, expenses for an illness that you are diagnosed with. It, it reimburses some or all of your immediate expenses. Medical insurance in, is a different cover. This is what we would classify as critical illness cover, is a lump sum which is paid on diagnosis or on a course of treatment for a specific illness, provided you meet certain criteria. And this is irrespective of the costs incurred from the treatment or diagnosis of your illness. So it can be used for anything you choose. It's paid to you, not to the service provider. And it's used to pay additional expenses over and above what you may have incurred from the the diagnosis or treatment of the illness. Income protection is, well, exactly what it says. It's supposed to cover what you are losing by not being able to work during the time that you are being treated for this for this illness or any other illness. It could be paid as a lump sum to you um, as a kind of occupational disability type of lump sum benefit, or it can be paid as a monthly benefit while you're off work. I think it's, it's underestimated how much one is impacted both health-wise and financially when one gets a diagnosis of any form of critical illness, because it's the it's the additional expenses that incur and they keep rolling up in the background on top of your normal expenses which just keep coming in, the rental and the car repayments and, you know, the school fees, those those still need to be paid. And then on top of that, you've got all these additional expenses which come about as a result of your diagnosis. Yeah. And I think this is a, a problem many people don't understand. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, to our listeners, by the way, just in case you just joined us, we're talking medical benefits and cancer treatment uh, in uh, our personal finance segment today. And we invited Dr. Dominic Stott, who's Liberty's chief medical officer. And if you want to ask Dr. Stott a question, you can call us on 011-714-2006. That's 011-714-2006. Dr. Stott, what are the common errors or even challenges that people are faced with when it comes to medical cover and specifically cancer? I would say the most common error is underestimating just how much the diagnosis of a cancer or any critical illness can actually cost you. The overall financial impact on a family can be enormous. Um, So that is probably the most common error. Um, perhaps also knowing, not knowing what cover one does have and what you don't have. People can take out cover over the years through a financial planner and be unaware of what they're able to claim for. So 
people would have cover in place with an insurance company and not realize that they can actually claim on it to help cover the expenses that they're incurring. Mm-hmm. And and what kind of illnesses are defined as critical illnesses? And, and can these be included in medical aids and medical cover? Well, a medical aid would define what they intend to pay for in the terms of the contract and the plan that the person has taken out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Critical illnesses are defined in the contract that one takes out with the life insurance company. And these can vary from just a few. Sometimes um, it's just four. It can be heart attack, stroke, coronary artery bypass, and cancer. From those simple four, it could be it could be far many more than that. Uh, you get companies who have between 30 and 40 different critical illnesses which are paid for within that contract. Um, and the, it reaches another level of complexity if those benefits are then tiered. Uh, so one can get a 25, 50, 75 or 100 percent benefit paid out depending on how far advanced the critical illness is. Mm. So there are there are many levels of complexity in a critical illness product. And it depends. One must know up front what kind of illnesses you want to cover yeah. yourself. Yeah. One would look at your own family history see what illnesses are prevalent, see what you're afraid of getting, and what you can afford to pay for as well, because the simpler products are usually cheaper than the more complex and comprehensive ones. Sure. So then what are some of the contributing factors and the hidden costs that relate to uh, the treatment uh, specifically for breast cancer? Because uh, like I said in my introduction, this month, October, is Mm -hmm. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm. You know, the, these sort of additional costs can be perhaps additional medical lifestyle changes that come about, um, hidden costs that you're not aware of medically, medical aid might not cover all the medical expenses. They may run out after a certain benefit limit has been reached. Um, <clears throat> so those costs would be for your own account. Um, and these costs, covering cancer can be huge they can run into hundreds and hundreds of thousands. There may also be medical medical, um, costs incurred because of further surgery treatments, for example, cosmetic treatment that might not be covered by a medical aid plan. Mm. Additional medications. Um, But there are also additional non-medical expenses that I think people forget about. There's that loss of income I've mentioned already and people now being on a single income, so there are lifestyle adjustments that need to be made. There could be family and personal counselling required. Mm. Um, How do you tell your children you now have cancer? This can be a devastating diagnosis. So you you need advice on how to tell your family and then they need to know how to take you on the journey through this devastating diagnosis. Then there's all the logistical assistance uh, requirements, additional transport. You may need to, um, you may need, you may need help shopping. You may need help taking your children to school, uh, additional home help, 
uh, carers, mobility assistance with wheelchairs, special diets to recuperate. Sure. And then on top of all that, you've got this diagnosis and the, the possibility that you may not be able to get future insurance, even if you do recover from this illness, is also there. So to some extent, you've got to have that future plan in mind as well. What do I do if I can't get insurance again? Yeah. Does it matter if, if I stay with breast cancer in terms of cost considerations? Does it matter what stage of uh, the cancer you're diagnosed with? Is it more expensive, for example, if uh, you know, you're know you diagnosed at stage four than, than, it, than it is when you're diagnosed, say, at stage one? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, you know, a, a breast cancer expert, uh, an oncologist, breast cancer surgeon would tell you that a stage one could be a simple lumpectomy with a course of radiation and a course of chemo, which could be relatively inexpensive compared to the long-term treatment, which may be required over months, over years possibly, and then repeat surgeries should the cancer return, and that could turn into hundreds of thousands or over a million during that cancer journey. So, yes, definitely, the yeah. staging has a big impact. Sure. And heaven forbid somebody does end up having a terminal illness. There's the care that is required there too. Sure. So then what should one consider when financially planning for critical illness? What should uh, you consider when, when, when you even decide to get medical cover? Uh, one needs to talk to one financial planner um, mm. or you need to find a financial planner. You know, this is, this is complex advice and I know not everybody has a financial planner but you need to find somebody who is either referred to you, um, who comes reputationally um, recommended, or one needs to to get hold of a life insurance company that one chooses to deal with. But one needs to get a plan in place yeah. should this kind of eventuality arise. And we see cancer statistics rising. Yeah, yeah. So, this is something that is really important. It's not only for critical illness, it's for, it's for your whole financial plan, life cover, income disability, lump sum disability, and so forth. Okay. Find a financial planner and put a plan in place. Okay, uh, Dr. Stott, we did ask people to call if uh, they have a question for you. Uh, so I'm hoping you will be kind enough uh, to stay with me maybe for another three minutes or so after the news headlines at uh, half past ten. But before yes. we go to the news headlines, then I'll ask Jack to ask you a question. And then while we go to news headlines, you ponder on the answer that uh, you want to uh, give Jack. Jack, good morning. Sure. Welcome to SAFM. Hi, Jack in Buyelani. Hey, good morning. How are you guys? Thank you very much for a good topic, KG, and good morning, Doctor. Good morning. My question is, Doctor, does a person suffering from uh, cancer loses memory easily, like for the forgetting where he has put the car keys, forgetting a PIN code for his bank account? And then secondly, does he lose his appetite? Now we want fried eggs, now we would want oats, now we lose this, but he doesn't eat. And those are the things that I'm sitting with an elderly at a rural area uh, that has such a challenge. So 
we're not getting sometimes other clear answers or indications. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, KG. Okay, uh, thank you, Jackie. In in Buyelane, uh, uh, we'll allow uh, Doctor uh, Stott to to ponder that. Uh, remember, Jack, though we were uh, yes. discussing finances and cancer. Yes. Uh, but if Jack, uh, jo- uh, Doctor uh, uh, Stott uh, has yes. an answer for you, she will give you the answer yes. at the end of uh, the news headlines. Thank you so much for your question. That's Jack in Buyelane, uh, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully continue for another three minutes or so with uh, Doctor Stott after the news headlines. It's ten thirty. It's Time now for the news headlines on SAFM. You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SAFM. It's uh, 10.32 on uh, SAFM. Uh, we've been having a conversation uh, with uh, Dr. Dominic Stott, uh, who is Liberty's Chief Medical Officer, and the discussion really has been around medical benefits and cancer treatment. I know that I asked you to stop and think about uh, what Jack was saying, Dr. Stott, but I'm asking you also to hear another, at least one last uh, uh, text that came from a listener. And uh, I'm reading it to you. It reads, Hi, KG. Thanks for a valuable show. Is it right for medical aid to pay for only one breast where a double mastectomy is a must? This is Matari in GP. Uh, Do you want to respond then, Dr. Stott? You can uh, decide on which one of uh, the two questions uh, you respond to first. I I cannot respond to the medical aid query because medical aid is not really my field. I would think that that should be taken up with her own medical aid provider. Um, The the previous question um, that was asked by Jack was around um, somebody who was having memory problems. Was I correct in hearing that? Yes, memory and appetite. Yes, and they were undergoing chemotherapy treatment. Yes, yes, yes. That is is relatively common, actually, when somebody is undergoing chemotherapy. And um, there are medications that that someone can take um, to, to help, certainly, with appetite. But memory problems are usually temporary, but can be as a result of the the actual chemo, the the medications that this person has to take to try and limit the the spread of the cancer. Okay. It's not unexpected. It's not unexpected. Jack, I hope uh, you got your answer uh, from Dr. Stott. As we round off our discussion, Dr. Stott, what is your general advice as uh, uh, Liberty's chief medical officer uh, to everybody when it comes to issues of breast cancer in this Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, you know, whether that be early uh, detection uh, and particularly around issues of planning financially uh, for your health in case you do get breast cancer? You know, the, the planning financially is, is the, I would address that first um, because you can do that now and get a financial planner, take out a policy, talk to this financial planner. When taking out the policy, tell the whole truth to the insurance company, that is so important, and take enough insurance within your affordable range to make sure that you have some kind of financial foundation should you develop a a critical illness, but in particular breast cancer. The breast cancer itself is so important currently because we are seeing these figures rocket through the roof. 
One of the most important things is check your family history. Anybody who in your family has had breast cancer, you need to make sure that you go and see your doctor to tell your doctor, this is, could be a problem in my family. But for people who have, for women in particular who have not had a family history, I can't stress the importance enough of having that annual mammogram, in particular over the age of between 45 and 50, and doing their monthly checks. Mm-hmm. Monthly checks are so important because it tells you there's a change in that breast tissue density or there's a change in the skin. And those early changes, if they're picked up at that stage when it can still be cured, well then, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a gift. Yeah. Oh, Don't leave it. But we we and um, we do have just one one last text, uh, do, uh, Dr. Stott. Morning, KG. Ask for me. Uh, ask Dr. Stott for me. Uh, my wife has cancer. She is on uh, stage two. She is uh, attending chemotherapy, but she feels no pain, and uh, she uh, did not even go uh, to surgery. It is breast cancer. She feels no pain. Is that normal? It can be. Um, not all breast cancer is not necessarily painful. It is quite often not painful, but that doesn't mean that that is a defining criterion. If you catch breast cancer early, if you're going to catch breast cancer, if you're going to get breast cancer at all, you want to catch it as early as possible. And luckily, she's caught it at stage two. It's quite normal for it not to be painful. But in her case, thank heavens, she caught it at stage two. Good for her. Good for her. Thank you, Dr. Stott, and thank you for allowing us uh, to stretch your time. We appreciate all of your insights uh, as uh, we reflect on uh, breast cancer and uh, our financial planning. Thank you for making the time to talk to us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Dr. Dominic. Thank you, Dr. Dominic Stott is Liberty's Chief Financial Medical Officer. Ten thirty-eight. It's uh, you're listening to the Talking Point on SFM. We'll be back after this uh, quick detour.